Today's sales leaders face a difficult task, selling the right products at the right time through the right channels. A new three-day program from Harvard Business School Executive Education addresses this problem directly. Join us on the Boston campus in August for Managing Sales Teams and Distribution Channels, where you will discover strategies that can lead to the best sales performance. Learn more by clicking the banner or visiting hbs.me sales. That's hbs.me sales. You're now experiencing the AJ Nashville Podcast. Real people, real problems, real success stories. Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com. I want to apologize initially. Uh, obviously, I've missed a couple podcasts here. That's not great for the people that follow me, but hopefully you understand. The first podcast was missed due to the fact that my daughter was in the hospital. She was sick. She had what I believe is called MRSA, uh, which is a bacterial infection that kind of spreads. Obviously, at a young age, it could be something that's very serious and complications. Fortunately, she is doing fine. Uh, we do not know where she got it from. She may have got it from a number of places. From what I understand from the doctors, it's something that we all are um, vulnerable to, but not all of us get it. And then the following week, I had the boot and shoot, and that was with um, Benchmark. They put it on. It's a lot of veterans that work together, same same mission. Everybody's there to raise money to help with veteran causes, uh, whether it be something like third option where you have somebody that's no longer uh, in service that is doing something else for the military or military ops or something of that nature. It could be with the CIA, could be with private organizations, but they are former military. Uh, they may be in a situation where they need some financial help. Third option is there to help them out. 22kill.com, they are there obviously to uh, help prevent veteran suicide, to do what they can in order to give back, to make sure that it's something that not only creates some awareness, but do what we can obviously to make sure that um, veterans do not take their lives. And then another big company was the Brain Treatment Foundation. They have helped numerous veterans, you know, that suffer from PTSD and other disorders uh, to hopefully help bring them, uh, I would say, to a, a point of mental peace, so to speak, and help put them in a better situation from a um, mental standpoint. So some great organizations, Benchmark, doing big things with helping out the community, very respectable, um, some great causes there. So now what I want to talk about today Here's the big thing. You know, going to this boot and shoot, you see some things that, you know, you really sit there and you wonder, hey, how could people make excuses for some of the things they do in life and other people don't? You know, what I mean by that is a lot of us say, hey, we can't do that. We can't do this. You know, we can't uh, run a marathon. We can't get back in shape because we just don't have the time or we can't. Uh, save up the money for our dream home or dream car. We can't get our credit score where it needs to be in order to do the things we want to do financially. You know, and, and we plague our mind with things like that, the, the what-ifs, the what-nots, the can'ts. And going to this boot and shoot opened my eyes to a lot of things. It's one thing when you're, on, when you're sitting on your couch and you're watching TV and they talk about a disabled veteran or when you're sitting on Facebook and you see somebody that's a disabled veteran and – 
you know, there, that's one impression. To see it in person is a totally different feeling. And the reason why I say that is I saw heroes like Joey Jones, um, Chad Fleming, guys like that that are up doing things, doing things to help their community, you know, walking around and, and sharing things, um, participating in fundraisers, being positive aspects, positive people that uh, are involved in the community. You know, and, and the big thing is, is you look at, uh, let's take welfare, for example. There's a lot of people that say, you know what, I can't work. I'm, I'm hurt. I can't work. And so getting up and doing a job is too painful for me. I'm just going to collect a check. Uh, some people that say, you know, I, I don't have time. I have too many children. I can't work. I'm just going to collect a check. And, you know, in some cases, it may be acceptable to do that. If you have a disabled mother who is, you know, no longer, the, the father's no longer in the picture or something like that, she can't work, she's got a couple kids, and she's got to take care of her family, so be it, you know. Everybody needs a little help. Heck, my mom was, was in a position when I was a kid where we had to get welfare, collect food stamps, but she worked full-time as well. The thing was is she was a single mother of two living in the state of California, which we all know California um, if you live in California, you're a baller by Tennessee means, um, just because everything's so expensive out there. But, you know, having to live paycheck to paycheck and not and still not having enough money to feed your family, sometimes you need a little bit of assistance. Now, my mother wasn't just sitting on her ass collecting a check. She was working full time and using the government assistance to help with some of the other things like groceries, insurance, things like that. She wasn't at the local Walgreens buying, you know, $30 worth of uh, theater um, candy in order for us to go and have a good night and party and everything else. She was doing what she could in order for us to survive. There was a lot of times we ate, you know, peanut butter sandwiches or something. We didn't have steak. Shit, I don't think I ate steak regularly until uh, I was almost an adult, you know, just because of the simple fact that it just wasn't in the cards for us. But the reason why I bring these guys into play is, you know, you see guys, let's take Chad Fleming, for example. You know, he's, he's coined Captain America. And by God, this motherfucker is Captain America. Um, he was, he, he had his leg taken off. Um, they put a prosthetic leg in place. That was after his first tour. And then he served five additional tours after that. Let that sink in for a second. Wounded in action, loses a leg, basically says, I'll be back, motherfuckers. Kind of like the Terminator. No, you, you know, you remember the Terminator, the, the early years, the very first one that came out. He's, he's got the sunglasses on, and he says, I'll be back. That's kind of what Chad Fleming did. You know, <laughs> fuck it, I'm coming back. Not once, not twice, not three times, but five times. Just an incredible, incredible person. Imagine the type of person it takes to do that over and over and over. Now, he could have easily gotten his wheelchair, said, poor me, I can't do this, I'm hurt, government, give me my check, let me sit here, and let me not do anything. Now, I don't know what encouraged this guy to do this, and I would love to have him on a podcast to ask him these questions. But what I do know is he went back five separate times after his injury and now continues to do things to help veterans. Things like thirdoption.org. It's a foundation that helps people who have been injured, hurt, 
or even killed in some cases after military service is over. Because let's face it, those of you that serve know there's nothing. Once you leave the military, a lot of those foundations that were there to help you while you were deployed or while you were in are no longer accessible to you. They suddenly go away. So you take a man that's went back and served with his family, basically, five more times. Now, let's put that in perspective as a regular American citizen, not Captain America, because he's a badass. But just as a normal, average citizen who gets up every day, does the same shit over and over and over and over again. No desire to change, but every desire to bitch about your current situation. You take people like Chad Fleming who have made a huge difference. And what sets him apart and sets him different than any other person out there? Let's face it. We always use the term, hey, we all put our pants on the same way. Well, let me let you know something. Chad probably doesn't. And I'm not saying that's put him down, obviously, but it may be a little more difficult for a person that has a prosthetic to put their pants on. So he's already at a handicap to most people there anyways. But the fact of the matter is, he's the furthest thing from handicap. See, we all eventually put our pants on, but it's about what we do once we do that. Do we sit there and feel sorry for ourselves? Do we bitch about our current situation? Do we talk about how, you know, things aren't fair? I'm stuck here in this lifestyle. This is, these are the cards that were handed to me. This is what I have to deal with. I grew up in this neighborhood. I grew up poor. My mom didn't have any money. This is why I am the way I am. I'm addicted to drugs just because it takes my mind off things. I go to the bar every night and drink because I don't want to be home with the kids because I'm not man enough, because I'm not making enough money to make ends meet. These are all very familiar things that people tend to say when they lose hope and lose sight of things. But my challenge is if you're a person saying this, why is there other people out there that can do what you're doing and even more that are a lot of times in worse situations than what you're currently in? See, when you actually stop and think about that, it should make you feel weak if you're the person that's complaining. Maybe you're the person that has failed at a company or two and just said, fuck it, I give up. I'm going to work for the man. I'm going to make 15 bucks an hour. I'm going to do what I can to get by, and that's it. I have no drive to do anything else. But the question is, why would you do that? Don't you owe it to somebody else, your family, whoever it may be, yourself maybe, your parents, to get your ass up and do something different. See, when you're in a room surrounded by a bunch of veterans with the same mindset, you learn different things. Most of you know I've, I've focused on helping veterans through the bulk of my career. It's something that I enjoy doing. But when you sit in a room full of veterans that all have the same mission, you get a different vibe. You know, and you can see why these people are together and how everybody commingles and how everybody has the same mission, same thoughts. You know, everybody wants to get out there. They want to get after it, get it done, but they also want to have a good time and have a little bit of fun. I saw guys in wheelchairs 
with missing limbs, smiling and laughing with the best of us and the rest of us. Why do I bring that up? Well, because that's a difficult thing for most of us to fathom. I broke both my legs, and you would have thought that it was the end of the world initially when it first happened. When I was bound to a wheelchair for what would have been temporary and feeling sorry for myself. Yet you see these people who have worked through it. They find a way to adapt. They overcome. That's what makes these people warriors. There's no reason why any of us out there can't accomplish these same things. There's no reason why anybody listening to this podcast right now isn't able to do what they need to do in order to grow. Most of you know a few weekends ago, I received an award, Top 100 Mortgage Loan Originators, Minority Mortgage Loan Originators, according to the National Association of Mortgage Minority Mortgage Bankers. Um, and here's the big thing. You look several years back. I wouldn't have even been on the radar. Nobody knew who I was. I haven't built any brand or anything like that. But what it took is years of, of dedication, years of growth to finally take myself to the level where I'm, where I'm recognized on a national level for my production, my contributions, and the things that I choose to do within my industry. See, I don't wake up in the morning and roll in my office and say, oh, I'm going to do a bunch of loans today. Yeah. Close a bunch of deals, fucking interest rates, terms, payments, private mortgage insurance. Yes. Instead, I walk in my office every day and think of how I can help other people. I walk in my office and the thoughts that plague me prior to getting to my office is, what can I do different today? How can I benefit other people? How can I help other people out? What is it that I can do about this particular scenario that's going to give this person an advantage to where they can help their family grow. See, I learned one thing, and that's when you take the focus off yourself and focus it on helping others. That's when you truly find success. This goes back to everything that every veteran that was sitting in that room and every veteran that has ever sat in any room has done. They've taken a moment, hell, more than a moment, They've taken what could have been selfish behavior and just went on about their life and made themselves selfless and signed up to do what they can to make sure that America stays the land of the free and the home of the brave. It's amazing when you think that somebody willingly signed up for this, getting paid kibbles and bits. Like, have you ever seen the military pay structure? Shit, people at McDonald's bitch about making 10 bucks an hour have you looked at the fucking military pay structure? And I know what people will say. Well, you know, those people, they give them free housing and free food and blah, blah, blah. Talk to any veteran. Ask them how good the food is. They'll fucking laugh in your face. But see, these people sign up knowing that, hey, we're at a time of war. The odds of me getting deployed are extremely high. Meanwhile, you have people that bitch about being behind safe walls in a McDonald's or in a Burger King or another establishment like that. But see, these people don't do it for the money. They do it for other people. They do it to make sure that I'm free to air this podcast and say whatever it is I want to say. They do it because they want to make sure that the future is safe and bright for their children and their children's children. 
One of the things that they talked about, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West spoke about the future of our armies. And think about it. Think of 10 people that you would recruit next to you to go serve next to you if America went to battle. Can you think of 10? I can think of 10. Most of them are veterans. <laughs> the funny thing is, is like Lieutenant Colonel Allen West was saying, you know, you can't sit in a Starbucks with your Apple computer and think that, you know, you're going to be the next wave to save America. These people complain about things that are trivial instead of things that are actually important to the greater good of society. Like I said, you learn a lot when you sit in a room full of veterans. Your mindset changes. The one big thing for me is if anybody can do it, why can't I? If there's any dream out there, why can't I accomplish it? What makes these people so much better than me besides the fact that they've served, which is huge. But any dream that needs to be focused on or accomplished can be done through hard work. And I think we forget about it. Most of us get up, you wake up on Monday morning, ah, shit, fucking Monday again. And then here comes Tuesday, the second Monday. See, you guys... I see a lot of people bitch about this all the time. And here's what I do. So if you're one of the people complaining about the second Monday or Monday or any other day of the fucking week that's not death day, I delete you off my friends list. Primarily because I don't want that type of negativity in life. I know it's out there. I know it's available to people. It's only available if you work your ass off to it. Let's roll up to Wednesday, hump day. For who? Not for me. Middle of the week, what? I have to write my own paycheck. You do too. That's part of you being the best at whatever it is that you choose to do. See, you choose to get up every day and put your clothes on and go to that place where you work for somebody else, accomplishing somebody else's dreams. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's a choice. So hump day... For bullshit day. <laughs> There's no hump day in a seven-day work week. Let me tell you. Trust me. If you want to hustle, if you want to grow, that's what you'll do. And then we slide on home into Friday. Watch that clock. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Just so we can get off and celebrate. Now, here's the thing. Some of you are actually celebrating something that's great. An accomplishment. Work. A promotion. Something new with the family, maybe an engagement, a baby on the way, whatever it is. And congratulations to you. But if you're celebrating the same shit that you celebrated last week, it's time to change the fucking scenery. How many times can you celebrate about it being Friday before you're just a fucking alcoholic? Ask yourself that. How many times can you look at Friday and say, hey, man, today's a great day to celebrate? What are you celebrating? Ah, uh, fuck. Um... Nothing. Drinking. Destroying my liver. That's what I'm celebrating. So I guess the point is, the moral to my story is simple. There's proof that there's people out there. I saw them by the hundreds of people that sat there and had dedicated their life to something much bigger than any of us could fathom. 
some of them receiving injuries that simply won't go away. 22 Kills, a foundation that was designed to help veterans and suicide. We talk about the scars within, the scars that actually keep us from doing things because those scars are real. As civilians, we don't understand it. Oh, PTSD, uh, you know, it's a crazy man, or it's not that big of a deal, or it is what it is, or they're just trying to get benefits. I've heard people say that. Nothing makes me want to stab you in the fucking throat more than hearing somebody say they just want benefits. See, we don't realize the things that those people have been through, what they've seen. You got some people that get PTSD from fucking having a motorcycle wreck or something like that. Imagine something much, much worse than that. That's what some of these people have to deal with. I saw a post the other day. The guy said, oh, veterans only commit suicide at night. It's because they, they don't have anyone to talk to. I don't agree with that. I think that's bullshit. I think there's red flags everywhere prior to something like that happening. The difference is we don't identify those red flags because we haven't educated ourselves enough as a society to see them. Shame on us. Back to the point. If anybody can do it and if anybody can make it possible, it's you, the person that's sitting here listening to this. Because the work is left to you. It's your choice to get up and do what you have to do in order to be successful or your choice to sit down and keep doing the shit you've been doing here lately. It's your call. Anyways, enough of my rant. I still have half a day of fucking work left. <laughs> Not really. The freedom of my job is I can leave. I can come. I can go whenever I want to. But I've chosen the path of success. And so I work as I need to. To make sure that I can deliver the things that I promised my family. And to make sure I can protect the things that people with much bigger balls, women don't have balls, but including the women out there that have fought to protect the same things. Now, if you're listening to this, please do me a favor. I challenge you to do this. Reach out to a veteran that you know, friend, family, neighbor. Just simply ask him, how's it going? Do it with making sure you're doing it with a genuine intent. Ask them how they're doing. Take them out to lunch. Take them out for a beer. Whatever it is. It's our responsibility as American citizens to protect those who have fought for us. We need to do so. Thanks again for tuning in, you guys. We will talk to you on Friday. Once again, thanks for following me. We'll see you later. Thank you for tuning in to the AJ Nashville podcast. Episodes air Mondays at 6 and Fridays at 5. Thank you for your ongoing support. Please subscribe. Advancements in technology, shifting markets, and the gig economy are changing the nature of work. With this in mind, Harvard Business School Executive Education is launching a new program on managing the future of work. Based on the latest research into the forces reshaping workforce demographics, this program is designed to help employers remain competitive by thinking strategically about today's evolving business landscape. Learn more by clicking the banner or visiting hbs.me future. That's hbs.me future.